Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Tonight you're joined by everyone's favorite curry kitten. Hello. Mr. Brighton Till I Fly himself. Hello. Tone Star. Traitor. Himself. The man with the mustache. Hello. The Lord and Master Frank and uh, this weird Canadian guy. Yeah. Uh, Since he was last on, Jack's got this awesome Amish type beard, which has now beat all the beards <laughs> in the room. He's been working. Well done. It is fabulous. It's definitely Amish. Is it? Is it graying or is it just the lighting? I think it's got ginge. It's got green green (laughs) highlights by the looks of it. Yeah, there's white bits and stuff. Yeah. Oh, the whiskey beard. It's milky bar and stuff. I feel like if you go on YouTube and search long range, yeah, Falcon Rad's probably one of the top ones, but. yeah, so long range build wise, I'm waiting on. I'm basically waiting on motors and ESC still because a certain company decided to sell me products that were out of stock, even though their website said it wasn't out of stock. Um, but basically, be oh, yeah. here, um, you know, in a week or so. And uh, oh, like Marcel said too. Yeah, so there's actually. Um, there's another show, basically, it's a bunch of Canadian guys on Tuesday nights, but it's way past all of your guys' bedtime. Uh, it's called FPV Your World, and yeah, we're live Tuesday nights, and uh, tons of fun. Yeah, you've been yeah, moonlighting, have you? <laughs> moonlighting? What is this? What is this? I don't remember someone saying, yeah, it's fine to come on and start hawking your own podcast for later, <laughs> later things. You had a spot on someone else's Not show, up, didn't you? Bush you your little koala plane appear in someone else's podcast as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That's called FPV or world. Uh, and actually, um, on Tuesday we actually had Falcon rad and, uh, Marcel, who's the, the main host. He's the one who puts it on, on. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's freaking awesome, man. It's cool to be able to connect with other Canadians that are doing similar stuff. And, uh, except the weird thing is, is that I'm in a different time zone. So, it's almost my bedtime when they're doing it, and then it's like it's almost your guys' bedtime when we're doing this one. So it's uh, yeah. Help! The world is too big. <laughs> yeah, weird, yeah. Just Canada alone is pretty big. Yeah. How's your build been going? You had a six or seven inch you're putting together. You've got all the bits now. How's that looking? Yeah. So uh, we basically, can't. Hate. Basically, oh. Oh, um, I'm like. I have. I, I still only have the frame built. I finally have my actual barred that pole is antenna. One hell of an antenna! Look at that. And uh, <laughs> and I got my True RC uh, Singularity on there. Um, and I actually have. So this is a True RC barred pole, which is meant for crossfire diversity. 
Um, well, I ordered one, um, not realizing there's a new version. I got this from Rotor Village, where it has like a huge extension on it, which doesn't work out for my 3D print and sort of build. Um, but then I, I contacted TrueRC and I ordered this style one. And then I somehow uh, it lost in translation. They sent me the one that I didn't need again. But then they actually special made me this one because this is the old style. Um, so now I have this one. So now but you've I got ordered like four bard poles. I have I have actually four bard poles, and three of them are the wrong ones. Uh, and so I, I ordered the the last known official old style bard pole that was listed online. I ordered it from like overseas. It showed up, and it was. The new style one, but the picture and the and the listing was the old style one. So, yeah, that was super fun. Been bitten um, by that more times than I can remember. Well, it's like, it's like you look at some seller and you're like, "Oh, that's exactly the part I want. That's great." No one else has that old version in stock, and they just yep they were lazy and they didn't bother to update the picture. Yeah, so I I mean I I've sent them an email. I'm hoping that they get back to me. If they don't, well, I ordered through PayPal. So I mean, like. I, I spent all this extra money to get this specific one. Their listing is the picture of the one that I wanted, but they didn't update their stuff. So, yeah, I guess we'll, hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. If not, maybe I can sell it or give it to a buddy of mine. But, yeah, other than that, um, I actually have everything else I need. I've got VTX cameras. Uh, like I got, like, a bunch of million cameras that were handed down to me. What uh, million watt VTX have you got? Uh, so Rush Solo Tank, um, goes, I think Curry, you, I, I was actually, you know, in my research, I was looking stuff up. You did a bunch of reviews or, I mean, a few, I think, videos on that one, right? Uh, it goes up to like 1.6 oh, or something. Yeah, it'll microwave your dinner in a couple of minutes, that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did um, one on each. So like the Solo Max was the biggest one. I've actually got one turned up. I'm looking around for it today, which is bigger. Which I oh, the show. Max that has the, the built-in fan, right? No, no, this is a different make. So I, I did the Solo, oh. I did the Max, and I've got a new one from a different manufacturer. If you're out in the wild, though, I guess you've got no one to annoy, right? So long as you're not stomping on someone's phone signal, they don't really care. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, if you're flying long range in, you know, in a mountain, I mean, <laughs> probably nothing to, not much to worry about in that regards. But Well, so long as oh. people walking up the mountain can, like, watch TikTok, I guess, that's yeah yeah modern life priorities priorities yeah oh it looks like um off access saying he's been thinking about going hd zero for long range hmm. oh yeah it's kind of cool I've, my spot uh, is the mountain goat four kilometers away yeah yeah oh what is They've this one eyesight. Read that. oh let's see three, three w well that must mean that it's three milliwatts oh is that, the uh, is that AKK? <laughs> Probably a typo. I don't know who makes this. I got sent it by um, URFPV to check it out, but I'm not sure whose it is. It's not AKK. God, I can't get oh. into the bloody bag now. It looks, I mean, it looks like every other very high-powered ones. It's all aluminium-based. Help with cooling. Ooh, it's and a thick one. On it. A little blower and it's fan. Pretty, it's pretty thick. Hmm. So that is... I don't, I don't know what the make is. There's no markings whatsoever. I'll have to find out. VTX heat pipes when, Curry? <laughs> oh. I used a AKK 3 watts instead of 2 watts. Oh, okay. 
yeah, if you guys ever want to see some some really cool stuff, check out Off Axis. Uh, he's got his YouTube channel, and he goes pretty freaking far up into the mountains. Looks really cool. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, sorry, back, but you were saying about that uh, that VTX is strange. There's no there's no branding. There's no anything on it, eh? No, I'll, I'll find out. It's some new company, so yeah. we'll we'll check it out. We'll see what it's like. Yeah. Sometimes these things sort of. The, the, the high risk test deal with them. Unbranded three watt VTX. What will happen? <laughs> well, yeah. I'll put it in something which has got a GPS and rescue mode where it comes oh, back and throws itself at me. So that'd be all right. Well, I was thinking more or less that the heat and things like you just hope that the cooling solutions, you know, designed well and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you hope so. It's, it's got a little fan. We can always run it up. Yeah. If we can run it for oh, yeah. 10 minutes. It's a little bit worrying it now. We're kind blow. of like relying on these little fans and you don't normally think about making sure there's airflow around your VTX. Is it a challenge to fit those in? It's a bit thicker on the frame. than the normal yeah. one, I have to say. But so many frames now, because this is obviously analog, so many frames are longer so you can fit your digital VTX at the back. So it's not too much hassle normally to pop one of these on the back of a longer frame. And normally these go in sort of a six or seven inch frame, which have a little bit more space. Mm. Get your air yeah. scoops yeah. in there. Yeah. But it is, it is interesting how, what a difference just airflow over quad will make. I mean, I guess uh, so you, Stephen, and, and, and me, and um, perhaps like Tony with DJI, if, if you run your WalkSnail VTX on the bench to perhaps get some video off the internal memory, if you don't have a fan pointed at it all the time it's running, it will get to like 100 degrees plus in a couple of minutes. But in the air, fly it around, come back, it's... it's, it's a fan? Forget a fan. This is what I use <laughs> for my VTX testing. A fan, a fan does not cut it. That, that's, I uh, want to know if you can fly that. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a quad. These are kind of well, packs, these. We just have to reverse two of the fans, and mm. it's, it's in a city whoop. And I've got it on a 12 volt adapter. So they're like PC fans that I just adapt to a 12 volt like DC plug. Yeah. So if you I go mean, digital, this is what you need to be able to bench setup. test everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, you could I'm just run stuff indefinitely with a fan like that. But you, yeah, USB Curry's fan. absolutely right. You don't have a fan on, and like 90 seconds in, you can't touch it. It's ludicrous. Yeah, they do get hot quick. Mm. <laughs> And, you know, if you want to do a bunch of firmware updates, you, you, you just need a fan. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is to, you know, spend 100 local currency units plus on some VTX and then think, oh, yeah, I've got to update it to fix this bug before I go fly and then brick it because you do like half of an update and it got too hot and stopped. Um, yeah, that yeah. sounds... Not it sounds like some of the walk snail stuff. They're actually they're do, replacing some kind of critical parts of the, the the VTX firmware in some of these new updates. And if it <laughs> crashes, you could break a VTX when you do that. So that's um, yeah. They've got some sort of new what is it? A new kernel or something to install. They changed like, the if, file system support, so it does like XFAT and stuff, which yeah, is awesome because you can have massive it. It video XFAT. files now. So instead of four gig files, it's like one big one. But it's like, oh, if you if you power off during this, it's like game over. Game over to your VTX is dead yeah. forever. Yeah. Because you can trash most of it so long as you write that kernel file. And if it, 
if if you have that kernel file, it'll like be able to bring it up and initiate the flashing procedure again. But if you're actually updating the kernel and, and you trash it during that write, then yeah, it's bye bye. Yeah, that's kind of weird. They should make things unbrickable. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they should spend a bit more money and have enough space to have like multiples of things, so you're not updating the one. It's like you know trying to do the tablecloth trick, right? Where you're updating mm. the thing that you need to run you should really just pay for some more memory and have two of them but they don't because you know it's profits it's or on the laziness that's yeah that's that's weird but hey i guess he's gone digital oh my god enhance and you didn't tell <clears> me <throat> jack <throat> you didn't tell me jack no gotta surprise you uh, i was hoping you'd come on Wowie. There you go. Wow. This, this, the shark that walks. No, it's not. It's got a Isn't shark it? on it. Oh, that's the old shark, shark bite. Or yeah. Where did you get that from? AC0? Uh, oh, I looked at those round oh. antennas and I thought they're the walks now ones, but. No, they're true RC. Oh. They're from the, the land of coal. Is the logo the right way Yeehaw. around? Or is he yeah, putting them upside down? Oh, okay. So you're that's keeping right. those on the analog goggles then? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like a tumor that goes on the front of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they actually got bigger, didn't they? The V2s, They're more tumor like than the original shock bite ones. Yeah, I've got no power cable, and I have no like whatever the connector is at the bottom of this. You know the like. Um, JST firmware update. SH. Yeah, you got yeah, them second hand so, or something. Yeah, so that's a <clears throat> yeah, that's exciting though. That's cool, man. So I'll have to I'll have to speak to Chris G and find out what will actually fit in the back. Yeah, of the a... firmware update. Not having a USB on those that was a bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it beats giving money to DJI. Yeah. Yep. You Good know luck, what man. though? Actually, I um, I was just driving. I was driving the other night just to, just downtown, and I see this quad just rip past my car, covered in blue cob LEDs. And I'm like, oh, hello. But so then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go to where I think this guy is probably flying from because I just had a weird feeling I knew where the guy was flying from. So did I'm driving over. I I'm like, oh, sure enough, there he is, and. Uh, he it actually ended up being like a sort of like a local mutual friend in the in the community, and he let me watch him fly his O three uh, stuff off his goggles into into the phone or whatever. And man, that picture is incredible. It looks like next level. I Chris. just no breakup. Like I, there's no breakup. It's like okay, you got to keep your eye on the megabits or whatever. But I mean, man, you're looking at it does GoPro get funky footage. sometimes, man. Like. Every now and then it drops frames and you're like, did I blink and miss that? But no, it's yeah. just there being a bit weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, I saw it and I was like, hmm. It's nice, yeah. It's but nice. you know what? If I'm going to do it and if I decide to join the, the DJI overlords, um, maybe I'll go 04. I'll wait till 04 comes out. You won't <laughs> like it because mine, mine are useless now. I can't buy any... Any VTXs? My goggles are rendered useless. Why are so, you oh, really? useless? Well, they're they're only good for. Oh, I was I was the first. You know, they're V ones, aren't they? So yeah, 
You can still buy the V1s because Runcam are still selling them, aren't they? Are they they still for sale? They're calling them the Wasp or something, but yeah, they're still for sale. Well, maybe I'm all right for a little while then. Yeah, yeah. Should be fine. Well, none of them have gone wrong, and I've crashed a few times, but yeah, it's good. So yeah, I still can fly, but I just didn't think they were selling them anymore or had any left. So yeah, they they um, broke the licensing agreement with Cadex for like painfully obvious reasons. Mm. Um, but Runcam, I think, still have some licensing agreement, and Runcam are making their own cameras for it. So they're selling yeah, the cameras good. with the old VTXs as well, and you can get oh. spare VTXs from Runcam, I believe. Oh, that's good. I can still buy some. Not that yep. I've got any new quads to put anything in. Well, if you've never broken one, what's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, about the DJI stuff is, right, it's like they're going to be keep they're going to keep coming out with stuff every year or every well, so we often. Hope every two years, <laughs> every three years. But we've got two we've got two system generations. And how long are those things been out? Well, yeah, yeah. It, it's I guess the thing is, it's like I don't know, like because the the V one users, like like Tony, like you're saying, right? You kind of feel like you're sort of screwed out of the out of the um, the ecosystem a bit because. Mm. You know, now you can't get any stock or whatever. And it's like, okay, if you get into O3 now, in what, in two years' time, are there going to be no O3s you available ever again? You can reflash your old Vistas to work with the O3 goggles, but you've got to put down 600 local currency units to get the latest goggles. And they're very, there's no cheap route into the DGI solution. It's kind of. How much are the O3? Is an O3 like one O3 camera and VTX and. About 200. Um, yeah, just for the camera alone in it's Canada, it's like a hundred and goggles, hundred and sixty bucks. Goggles, goggles are about are... six hundred. Yeah, six. So you need eight hundred quid. Yeah, which is about what it was right when the original kit came oh, I was out. Say, I think my mine were five fifty. Yeah, goggles, and then one fifty. Yeah, I think it was like one fifty on the VT. It's about fifty quid per unit more expensive than the original. Which over like five years isn't a massive increase. It's still annoying, but the quality is probably as good as like an action DJI action camera. Yeah, so. and it sounds so much better in your guys' currency because just for the goggles alone here in Canada is like fifteen hundred bucks almost. Oh. Like, yeah, I think they're like I think they're like thirteen hundred bucks or something. Let me see. Or I mean, I could be wrong. Actually, I might be lying. We um, usually pay a lot of tax. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We, we we have thirteen percent tax in where I live. So actually, so they're seven hundred and thirty bucks times that. Okay, sorry, I'm over exaggerating. It's eight hundred and fifty bucks just for the goggles, and then um, yeah, so it's easily for an air unit goggles and, and camera or whatever. You're looking at easily over a thousand bucks in Canada. Mm. It's crazy. I think the problem still exists with DJI about. It's up to GGI what they do, and they do it as a whim, and they don't yeah. tell you what's coming. And it's kind of like we did this, take it. Or and even it. on beta flight, there's some stuff where it like doesn't render properly. And every now and then, I jump into the forums, and someone's going, "Beta flight, oh, you've broken my HD OSD display, blah blah blah." And I have to say, no, this is uh, DJI, and they <laughs> actually haven't added these symbols because you're on the edge, trying to do some unusual use case, and it's some. I don't know, some symbol that no one else uses pretty much, and they just didn't bother to test it properly, and it doesn't work. So if, if you're like a basic freestyle flyer, you're fine. If you're doing every single bit of the beta flight OSD, there's some stuff that doesn't work. 
And if you want to do INAV, it's pretty much just busted and you have to tell INAV to pretend it's beta flight or it doesn't work. Woe betide anyone doing Argy Pilot. I mean, yeah, just good luck with that. <laughs> Curry, how's your giveaway going? Um, there's about 150, 160 entries. I do the draw on Saturday, so anyone that's watching us in the UK, just shove a comment in there and you get the chance to win one of two uh, iFlight Nazgul Evoke Ooh. HDs where it's got a, a, a Vista in it. That's which pretty is new and shiny. And it's got a, wow. an Express LRS receiver. Are you going to do a giveaway for your millions of old wings that you've uh, run out of space to store? <laughs> we were talking about that a while ago, Curry. What happened there? They're all in the garage. There's oh, right, you've got another now garage. My... Problem solved. It's, I just keep... Well, I'm not buying many new planes, so there's not many new fixed-wing things. So there's a natural in. attrition rate, and you think eventually the problem yeah. will just solve itself. Eventually what, what, you crash the you're like, well, the bin. Smaller if you fly them enough, right? And then they fit in like a, more, a smaller and smaller box, and eventually exactly. There's a few in. There are a few in the loft actually, which I need to fly again. So if we ever need to fly them to, to sort out the storage problem, because they're going to yeah. be a lot easier to get in boxes <laughs> if the motors are off them and the wings are folded <laughs> a little bit. When you can bag them up, yeah. it's a lot easier. <laughs> or just or just record the coordinates of. Yeah, I've I've only thrown away one plane so far, which was the AXN, which was so crashed so much that it was it was like a piece of sponge. The the whole thing would just deform in your hands. It would still fly a bit, but it wasn't great, so it went. I like that Stubbsy in the in the chat has said uh, he's decided to get no more wings this year. It's like... <laughs> That's restraint. That is. That's restraint. <laughs> Nine days he's left. He's got like 12 tabs open. He's loaded up his shopping cart in a bunch of shops and he's just like, that'll do for that. That'll do. Just come back to that in a week or two. Yeah. That's funny. This is uh, our penultimate episode of this year. Uh, we've got, well, I've, I've, I've put together a list of the events that we know are happening next year. Uh, so I tried to get them from IFPV, but it seems like IFPV is, is slightly non-responsive at the moment. Broken. Uh, but other events that we know are happening. So there's there's Bird, uh, the Birmingham Indoor Race Days, uh, with, who we spoke to a while back and we'll speak to again uh, on the 27th and 28th of January. Uh, there's EMF Camp. Uh, which is not particularly drone focused, but it's kind of techy geeky festival type thing. And I've been there and flying drones there. What was EMF I like? Because I tried to get tickets there, and ah, uh, uh, it's it's a great event. You would you would love it. Uh, you should definitely try to go. Um, so people that don't know about EMF, uh, it's it started under a motorway in about 2012. It's just a a load of nerds go camping and they get <laughs> fiber to the tent power to the tent uh they get a, a circus tent or three or more and and do a load of talks in them they also have massive screens in there which are quite fun to then plug in a receiver and then fly around the circus tent <laughs> uh, cool. and display your you know your uh your fpv feed uh, on this massive screen. So EMF camp is 30th of May to the 2nd of the June. 
then see, there's see the nerds camp when it's warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then there's Western Park uh, on the 14th to the 16th of June. Then we've got Wings and Wheels, which is back in a new location, more north than it's it quite was far, before. isn't it? Well, for us, yes. Mm. How very uh, good. Yeah, but it is no longer at the end of the tube line. <clears throat> it's no longer at the end of the central line. It is now somewhere up north-ish. <laughs> And uh, that is on the 29th and 30th of June. Uh, then there is the Woodspring Wings on the 6th and 7th of July, which is southwest, and they're a fun bunch of people to go flying with. I mean, it's kind of a, a model show during the day, but if you hang around, I have found they're quite happy to let any ne'er-do-wells go around flying uh, after the public are left. Uh, then there's uh, the LMA Sleep event on the 27th and 28th of July, which is big, big models and jets and things. Uh, again, just go along and watch rather than get involved with, but uh, that's one on my list that I would like to go and see. And uh, Popham on the 7th and 8th of September. We've got Additional entries in the chat. So we've got uh, Wings Over the Valley uh, on the May 18th and 19th, which is a race hmm. event. Blades uh, Over Buckminster, I think, might need uh, a better title because it sounds like <laughs> gang warfare in the countryside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Blades Over Buckminster, that's the BMFA's uh, kind of weekend where they get uh, quads and helis and things. All the people that are otherwise you know, scared away from clubs, I think. Uh, but uh, that is... Oh, I can't see where the date is for that. We haven't got that in the chat. Someone post that in the chat if they can find it. Uh, quick, quick life. But that, uh, I mean, Buckminster is a, quite a fun place to, to go and fly. It is a big open space, and there's quite often people there who are quite happy for you to go chasing them <laughs> uh, in their models. So that is quite good. And it's the giant well away from everything. Quads. I noticed yeah. there's been kind of a resurgence in, in bigger quads. I think iFlight have just dropped a big, like, 10 inch model for mountain surfing. Cole's yeah, been, no, you know, getting on. long range builds. Yeah. Great for yeah. chasing planes. I wonder how that would work. What, quads, a 10-inch quad would be pretty quick compared to a plane, would it not? Or or maybe it's the other way around. I don't actually know. Plane is always going to be quicker. Ah. It's on the plane. Well, I mean, race wings get up to like 100-odd mile an hour, but talking to the quad racing guys, those guys will hit 100 mile an hour on like a 50 or 70 meter straightaway. Hmm. So I think quads can do it, but not for like not for sustained stretch <laughs> time. Yeah, it's just for uh... yeah, it's like yeah, speed racer. But with a ten inch, where your battery's like two kilos, that's uh, more plausible. Yeah. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons.
consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. You guys been out flying at all or anything or? I sort of have. <laughs> out there in the outside where it's horrible. <laughs> the joys of winter, which are um, it is horrible, plague, anyway. basically. I have a touch of the plague, so <clears throat> I've been out. Ah, that's no fun. I've just been doing roof inspections, basically, and I've got some more to do in January. That's my and flying. catching trains. I was using a quad for that. Then. <laughs> do you have to get just the like... sign away for or anything? What's that look like? No, 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 no. Stephen, Stephen, he caught a train. Tony got oh. on a train twice this year. Tw- twice, yes. mind wouldn't, blown. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't get on a train for us. Oh no, Tony, I. <laughs> Going on no train, like Mister suddenly turns into Mister. Someone drug his milk. <laughs> yeah, 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 Went down to Brighton. As soon as I, I left, put you he was skipping down your there. Van, Tony, trains, train. Who are you? Oh. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> Twice I've done it. It was I. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Wouldn't get a train for us. Enjoy riding on a train. Well, I rode a yeah. train to. Thatcher made sure of that. Right, so they let you pull the right. Talk to the driver. <laughs> I wish it was one of them. I'd f- actually feel more comfortable on a steam train than one of these ones that I went on. The diesel horrible. Publicy people next to me sitting next to random people. Yeah. Mm. I don't enjoy it. But... Sit next to someone having a coughing competition with the person across the aisle. Yeah. 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 yeah it wasn't very nice. But... Yeah. Public transit is. Uh... Ever since uh, you know, thou that shall not be named has uh, became a thing. It's uh, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, form Spicy. of spicy. Yeah, it's been. It's introduced an element of risk. It's become you know much more running the gauntlet than just a boring journey. You're thinking, you know, what's going to happen when I get off the other end? But you're like, hmm, guys, what do you guys want to do on a Friday night? Hmm, let's go take a train. <laughs> this yeah. could be fun. Yeah, no. Changed your entire life. Yep. <laughs> right, love doom and gloom. Let's go back to the talk of horrible weather, Gary. <laughs> oh well, hey, I I actually went out flying. Oh, Ooh. you went out. Oh, you went a brave out. guy. I, I, well, because well. because. How um, many miles? No, no, I didn't. I didn't fly far. <laughs> That'd be stupid. It, it's kilometers. Kilometers. Oh, yeah, yeah Frank, right. get it right, right, man. Come on. Sure. <laughs> no, so um. Basically, I've been having this like never ending, just silly little things with my car. So then I was doing a little test drive out in the country and then I'm driving, I'm driving, making sure that the issue that I was having didn't decide to pop up again. And then I was like, oh, this is a really sweet place. And I look at the temperature. It's like, it's eight degrees outside and sort of okay. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go fly. I'm going to go charge some packs and just basically I charged four batteries and like very, very quickly, like 30 minutes and back, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go fly. And I have now officially figured out how to Matty flip. So, nice. cool. hey, well done. Yeah. And not just between two trees. So it's. Uh, um, how many bits were sacrificed in the process? Zero. Oh, zero. So not, not over concrete then. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can show you. I can show you if you'd like. Come on. Okay. Okay, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be Mr. Showoff, but I'm. I'm. I'm proud of myself. We will, we will judge. I'm proud of myself, and I will mute the music. Out of ten, 
Yeah. Can you guys see? Yep. Yes. All right, yep. here we go. Well, that's kind of concrete-y. So a little, ooh, and a little bird. There's tons of birds flying around with me. They too. may not be around concrete per se, but it looks like they might make concrete there. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's just like agriculture type of stuff, but I do think it is concrete under where I was flying. But man, this spot was just like oh, yeah, a cool spot. Impressive. It's like a simulator mm. map. I'm just like, okay, nothing. They're not open on the weekends. They have. Uh, yeah. That's a cool place to fly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to go back there in the when the ni nicer weather because there's a lot of lines that I saw that I was like, well. I could do way more, but yeah, it's that looks a lot of fun. Super cool spot, and there's actually like um, there's like a whole like flock of pigeons that uh, live there, and they kept actually chasing my drone, or like I don't know, they they were actually like we were kind of flying together, which was kind of interesting. Um, I've never had that experience before, actually flying with birds. Let me see if I can find the little. Be careful, you might end up with some horrible, like drone pigeon hybrid. If you leave your drone alone <laughs> with those dirty pigeons. So I don't know if you can see them there. So they're kind of flying around. I'm kind of like, I'm sort oh, yeah. of, I'm trying to keep them in frame. But man, they were like, I don't know, they're super cool just to kind of like see in my goggles and sort of chase them. And then, then even look at this. So I'm flying one way, then all of a sudden they're coming straight at me, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, I'm going to follow you guys around a little more. And uh, yeah, just pretty cool experience. Like just seeing that in the goggles while you're flying. It's, uh, it is cool. I've done it with seagulls over, over the fields. Yeah. I get worried about, worried about clipping them. That's, uh, well, I thought that them. too. I would, like, a few, a few of these times when I would go to try to do this Maddie flip, like all of a sudden, a few would just like pop out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, right. like right here. So I come back down and then. There's one. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, they just. Yeah, exactly. I've like, had pigeons and other birds like come in from the side of frame with no warning, and that always bugs me a little bit. I don't really want to hit the poor little things. Yeah, as much as I might diss pigeons. <laughs> I guess they they wanted some of the koala milk. That's right. <laughs> There's. Were you, uh, um, were you blowing out your BTX stuff? I'm trying to work out what? what you're blurring out on your DVR. Oh, just, I don't know. I, I, so I keep getting razzed about having my uh, power output levels on my OSD shown. So I was like, okay, this Just change I'm... the labels. Just yeah. take, take a zero off the end of the, of the VTX labels. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it really matters, but I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> if, anybody, if anybody yes, wants to. What's that? the, yeah, what, what is the limit for, um, like is it different isn't it yeah. one watt in the US? It's one watt in the US, but what about Canada? Canadian. Right. Don't know, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> have it, it full yeah, and just blur everything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just yeah, just don't put OSD on it, I guess. Well, it's nice to show DVR, I suppose, though. Well, I think when it comes to like like analog DVR, I don't know. Like I when I first got into the hobby and I was watching, you know, other people fly, it was like there was it's like, you know, you have your nice footage, but when you're flying analog, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I like people to see what I'm seeing when I'm flying because it's way different, like quality wise compared to the HD footage. So it's like, I don't know. I, it, it gives people another perspective as far as like what I'm seeing. Right. So I figure, you know, throw it on there and yeah. Yeah. Cause some people just think that's how you see Well, we, I mean, you can nowadays see it like that. Yeah. You go DJI and you know, but yeah, back in the day, it was <laughs> yeah, you know, flying through scrag and it was scratchy and yeah, I I remember putting 
this is how I I think I'm named this is how I see it or something like that. One of my Yeah. It was almost years ago. It seemed like it was almost like a standard at one point, but before digital, right? It was like you have your you have your digital or you have your GoPro footage and then you have your little uh you know DVR in the corner. It was uh I always I always find it weird when you see like GoPro footage with like DJI DVR in the corner. I'm like, <laughs> what's the There's no point? What's the point? Yeah, it's like okay. Well, but, wait, what, how long have we been? How long's this LDO been going? Because we've probably nearly been flying ten years, a decade, haven't we? I know Curry Kitten probably already done a decade of FPV. Well, we're up to episode four hundred thirty-four. Yeah, so a quick years, bit of math says uh, probably eight years. Yeah, so mm, according to the math, it's 8.3 calendar years, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've probably been flying a decade then. Yeah. FPV. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, see, and I'm I'm the I'm the newbie in the in the whole scene. I'm like I'm I think I'm just barely at like just around the 2-year mark, maybe just a bit over, yeah. It's flying analog. Still flying analog. I mean, it flies great. I mean, I don't like I it it, works. Don't fix it. It honestly seems like every sort of like little group or niche or little section of this hobby that I come into, like I'm one of I'm I'm basically the only person flying analog, and everyone's like everyone kind of seems to have a bit of a snotty nose about like, oh, analog. Like but the goggles are always gonna be lighter and therefore a bit more comfortable with analog, aren't they? End of the day. Yeah, I guess, but like, it's it's just strange. I, I find it odd that like, I don't know. I I, I was having the same talk actually with the, with off with Marcel like off access from uh, FPV Your World. It's like if you can see good enough, and you know, like, what else do you need, right? Like, if you if you want good footage, slap on a GoPro. If you, if you can see good enough, then what's the problem? I mean, a lot of these long range guys they're flying out like what eight to ten or more kilometers and. As long as you can see, like, what else do you need, right? Oh, it's a Mr. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a quality of life thing, but it's also like I can get a VTX for like mm. a couple bucks and I can get an FPV cam for another couple bucks. And if somehow. And you're flying in areas where it's not crazy noisy. Like for me with analog, sometimes it would just snow out on me and I'd be relatively close to where I was flying and I was flying on appropriate power levels shall we just say um and there's just uh if you're going in a, in a park in a city there's just you know people blasting 5.8 gig wi-fi yeah. as much as they can how much noise you know if, if you think about it the park could like one side of the park could have 20 houses backed onto it all blasting mm. wi-fi out into the park yeah well i will i will say you're that that's very valid because i was flying at this um the ski hill at one point that I had never flown at before. And I didn't really take notice that there was like a little chalet type thing next door with like massive antennas on it. And I was like, uh, or, or dishes, whatever kind of thing, whatever was on it. And I took off and I couldn't see anything. Like I literally, out. I, I crashed my, like I, I took off and like I was being all, you know, being all careful. Then all of a sudden I couldn't see anything. And my drone was like on the bottom of the mount or mount bottom of the ski hill. And I'm just like, Damn. Well, that's not fun because mm. yeah, I guess like what Wi-Fi um, or 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 like um, security cameras and stuff will blow all that stuff out. I guess. Yeah, digital's a bit more immune to that because it's not just sitting on one frequency; it's hopping around like your receiver does, so it doesn't get knocked out quite 
as easily, I think. Anyone got uh, any good uh, Christmas things that they want or expecting or will buy themselves if they don't get it? It's looking at a new charger. Oh, um, okay. Put one of those on the list for Santa. Because I've had this HTRC C240 Duo that's like one of those B6 chargers stuck to another B6 charger. <laughs> and you've got like two LCD, black and white LCD displays like jammed together. And it works, but I quite like something where if I'm downstairs, I can see if the batteries are charged or not. So something with Bluetooth. So uh, an ISDT charger looked like the thing. Are they still the thing to buy? Because my ISTD charger is on the way out. I think it's making weird noises and the face has fallen off it twice. Which one do you get? And I hope it's not the one that I've asked Santa for. No, my (laughs) one's like four or five years old. Yeah, I I was asking for one of the Air ones, which are the ones that add Bluetooth functionality. So they've, they've put Air on some of the model names. Curry is waving around something there. This is an ISDT 608 PD, which is one of these little ones which takes a USB C PD charger, but it does have a, a, a accompanying app. So you can check your batteries out as it's being oh. charged. I haven't tried it out yet. It's got a little screen there. That's cool. Yeah. I was going to get a dual channel one, but similar. What's the highest amp, ampage output they can do? Do you know? Uh, 10, class. I think, but it depends how much you from the USB C. That's probably enough. Oh, yeah. Which I the, want to be able to parallel charger? charge a bunch of 6S, but I think that only really means I need, like, probably, like, 8 amps. 8 amps, and I can parallel charge, like, 6 packs on a balance board. Yeah. Two channels at that. So I think it should be okay with, like, uh, like a 200 watt per channel. I was wondering, is 200 watts a channel enough? But I think, it. yeah. I think any more is just, like, if only if you've got like giant battle robots or huge X-class stuff. <laughs> well, that's the thing. My my X-class stuff. I've been I've, the one I've got does twenty five amps. I think. So when well, the people I travelled to Croatia with, like they bought their chargers and they bought their like super humongous AC to DC power supplies, and had those outboard from the chargers, and people were running, you know, like hacked together server. You get like a PC power supply and you bridge the pins that tell it to switch on and then solder straight onto the, the copper plug connectors on the back. Wow. And, and you can get like, you know, 1200 watt server power supplies and that's all, all on 12 volt pretty much. So mm-hmm. it's a 1200 watt, 12, 12 volt power supply, which is nice. But um, yeah, if you try and do that in a domestic setting and it does rather look like, Hello, wife, dear. I'd like to start a fire in my office. Um, so I was going for something that was maybe slightly more integrated than that. Yeah, that's... Uh, look, it seems like it would be scary to, to handle, too. Yeah. And in a rental property where everyone is kind of walking past every two minutes, keeping an eye on it, it's okay. But I want something I could kind of, you know, leave here on my bat safe and, you know, put a bit of trust in it. Mm. Yeah, I currently have like four chargers that I'm like, okay, if I'm going to fly, plug in one, plug in another one, plug in another one. It's like, it's not the best solution, but it works. Um, I have three single chargers and one dual. So, um, I mean, I I never usually fly more than, you know, five 
ish packs, maybe five to eight packs in a in a freestyle session anyway. So it, it doesn't take too long. And like, yeah. I don't know. I and I know a lot of people that will they'll go out for like an entire day of flying. Like they'll they'll bring um you know they'll bring like a field charger. They'll be flying for six seven hours and I, i've never really done that before it's always just been like a you know pull up maybe maybe half an hour to an hour or so because I, I mean you, i don't have a million have batteries. Done it. Just charged, done it like, England, yeah well but did we fly the whole day though well it's maybe not a whole day but I've, yeah. I've got around it by having smaller packs like so i've got maybe like 10 or 12 6s like big five inch packs and then I've got a couple of like two amp hour things for the seven inch. And then I've got smaller like 700 5S, 700 4S, 600 4S for the smaller quads. Mm. And so I'll just have like a bunch of little shrapnel smaller batteries and fly <laughs> those in between the, the five inch packs. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, when I count all those up, it's not uncommon that I'll arrive at the field with like over 20 packs. And it's a kind of unusual to actually get through 20 packs, you know. Yeah, nobody rains or someone yeah. or dog walkers or you know something else. or someone says oh i'm so bored can we go now well yeah. <laughs> see for me i i feel like having to lug around that many batteries because everything starts to like the weight starts to add up like i never want to have to lug around more than like one backpack or maybe a backpack and like a bag that i can carry just I don't know. I, I mean, I've only ever had like seven or eight batteries anyway, so it all fits in one of the small lipo bags. But yeah, twenty plus batteries, and then having to big bring big chargers out and stuff. It's just like I don't know. Yeah, but when I say twenty packs, they're like smaller packs. I've only yeah, got yeah. like ten or twelve big packs. Yeah, yeah. So they all fit into one of those little Torval battery pack things. Oh, that's not bad then. Yeah, like you're saying, seven hundred mah ones, right? The little ones. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty small compared to the like one point ones. Yeah, and seven hundred mah light four S and five uh, S, they're appreciably smaller than a six S. Yeah, yeah. I so my uh, my long range build is going to be my first six S quad actually, and uh, I have to I'm going to have to do some math on figuring out how low I can fly because I'm I'm used to like. Okay, I'm around 14 volts. I better land. I'm like, I'm going to have to. Should he do the math, Frank? Or should he just sacrifice a pack to the battery gods and uh, experientially uh, define Or should this? he just get the, like, Purcell Purcell, Purcell. Purcell. didn't have to think about it. Beep, 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 beep. That's what I figured, too. Is, but at the same time, though, then lithium-ion packs, you but can you fly them Purcell lower, voltage right? in your OSC. Yeah, you can go down to, like, uh, 2.5, I think, is the lowest. It's just, like, 3 yeah, I think, is a good landing think, point. There's, yeah. there's that cliff value, isn't there, where it, it's, it goes from like ticking down 0.1 of a volt every minute to doing it like 0.1 of a volt every five seconds. And <laughs> yeah, I've never put the per volt so on my OSD, though. I, I, I just put like the sort of like overall, like the, what is it? What's the term for that? Um, voltage. The total voltage. Pack <laughs> voltage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh, so um, looks like off-axis said per cell isn't as accurate compared to a calibrated milliamp hour count. Hmm. Calibrated. I don't, I don't trust the mark count. I've never had a uh, the what's it thingy, the stuff that measures it, be accurate over all ranges. If you calibrate yeah. it at one range, it seems to go out if you fly it differently. If you get it to the point where you can fly it and you're pretty consistent, then I think you can trust it. But if you're 
if you're going all over the place with different throttle ranges, it seems to go out to me. Like, if you've okay, got old packs, the, the it, Purcell it, voltage isn't good. Well, the, the general idea is with these is you like you go out and you fly it and you see what uh, how much mar it's taken, but then you look at how much you have to put back in and then you you adjust it compared to that calibration. But it seems weird. The easiest um, thing to do in different is ways. just a timer, surely. That's all I used to do and yeah, still I think, do. I think when you're getting used to your sort of long-range stuff as well, it's, it's kind of yeah, like... you well, don't this, want a timer long-range. If, if you're flying up a mountain, you're going to be using exponentially more power to go up a mountain. Than, and then in the dive, you're basically doing nothing. So well, there's, there's your safety contingent, isn't it? If, yeah. you, if you still... like you Treat it like a cave dive. Use the rule of thirds. Third going in, third going out, and one third to go. Oh my god, we're lost. With that's the case. How I think of long range. When the pack's charging, and I always do a balance charge. I try and look and see if is there always like one cell which is just refusing to get up to voltage, and just keep an eye on that because you know that when it when it does that per cell readout, obviously you haven't plugged the balance cable into your flight controller, so the flight controller doesn't know of that. It's just looking at the overall voltage and guessing how many cells there are and dividing it. And so if you've got a bad cell in there, your flight controller doesn't know that. And you've just got to kind of remember, oh, yeah, this, this, this pack got one cell that never seems to want to get to like 4.2. It always just gets to like 4.15 and then doesn't quite charge. Yeah, if you've got and, a battery uh, like that, don't use it for the long range. <laughs> I suggest <laughs> yeah. That becomes well, what's called what? a bench battery. Yeah, I was watching, like, when I was watching back a bunch of Falcon Rad long range videos, like, he always seems to have a spotter that is kind of like keeping an eye on those things for him. Um, and, but, you know, it does sound like they're yelling out, you know, X amount of milliamp hours consumed. Um, so I guess. Well, Falcon Rad seems to have a partner that's so invested. If I took my wife flying with me, she'd be bored. <laughs> She's like, okay, you, you've done a flight. What are you doing? I was like, well, I was going to do eight flights. No. That's that's dull. Well, Trying we, to get a, I presume like, that maybe the, the well, outdoor projector with Netflix is just out of shot, you know? <laughs> he just opens the back of his truck and gets the projector screen out, puts on Netflix or something, <laughs> gets gets out the inflatable armchair. Off yeah. he goes. Yeah, it's uh I mean I guess for long range stuff it's probably good to have a spotter though to 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 keep track of that kind of stuff. But then that means either an additional um additional set of goggles or sort of like one of those um you know monitors or something oh uh aaron is also is an awesome woman very supportive oh that's very cool yeah we all need Lucky a guy. supportive woman in our fpv hobby absolutely <laughs> i imagine the other thing with long range is uh like the wind is going to be more of a factor right i mean if you're just yep. flying around yourself you like it's it doesn't really matter but if you're flying a long way downwind and all you don't want to wait until you're halfway before you're turning around and coming back always fly yeah. into the wind going long range yeah so you can get pushed home that's all i used to remember doing i used to except for when the wind decides to change direction <laughs> Around, yeah. around those mountains, though, it's going to be—it's going to be crazy. The wind's going to be all over the place. Oh, yeah. it's going to, well, different it's levels, you get peaks. different, yeah, different amounts of wind. Yeah. Some some high winds will go that way. Yeah, I just worry about the moisture. Like, if you're going up and down mountains, what happens if you start to get like condensation and frosting on the lens, and you're like miles out? That would be terrifying. <laughs> Return to home. Return, <laughs> Return to home. home. Flick yeah. it. Flick it. Yeah. 
Don't panic. What, what you need I've is seen like, people fly through it, and I'm just like, oh my word, that that looks terrifying. Yeah, you need like one of the radio sounder uh, weather balloons. Just like release them and see which way it gets blown at different levels. <laughs> yeah, maybe release it from the quads. Have a, have a bubble machine on your quads. Just, just, <laughs> fly out, just leave a trail of bubbles. Oscar's got binoculars and you've got a bubble machine. Yeah. And you're like, I've thought of everything. The bubbles <laughs> have frozen. Ah. It, it happened before on a, on a wing when we were, we had some quite low clouds. And we're like, oh, this is amazing. We can fly around the clouds. I didn't, I didn't take into account that clouds are quite wet. So we were sort of <laughs> going around them and stuff. And suddenly my camera just went out completely. Yeah. And I was like, I've just got an OSD, and I had to fly it back with the the OSD, and then I, the I landed it. And when I picked it up, it was just water streaming off this wing. It's oh, <laughs> couldn't fly that. For the rest I of thought the, the mist was really atmospheric here, like out in the fields. One day, it was just really thick, like pea super mist. And I, I went out, couldn't see more than sort of ten meters. Uh, I was pretty sure there was no one out in the field. But anyway, I had a nice fly, um, and I I, I couldn't didn't record the first pack but it, it i had to land because there were droplets of moisture on the camera lens uh, it wasn't raining it was just condensing out of the air <laughs> onto the camera lens to the point where it had droplets forming on it huh that's uh, yeah, the music's yeah, forming all over the place yeah that's what i'm i'm wondering about uh when i do my long range stuff up in the mountains when i when i uh go away i'm like i guess i probably should conformal coat my stuff <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah do you want to send me that that FC, Carl, at some point? Which one? I'll try and fix that for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah, cool. yeah, that'd be amazing. Don't run over on your desk chair. I forgot about that. I was I'll like, try my oh, best. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I sent Cole one of my boards, but I asked, I asked him if he wanted that one, and he was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> oh, with the ran over one. How yeah. about you fly this long range, yeah, I, I was like, uh, ran over with a chair <laughs> flight controller, keep it. <laughs> it's okay, the tape's really strong. Oh. When are you going away? When are you, when are you going away to fly? Uh, I got about a month or so still. Oh, cool. Oh, sweet. Looks like we just got ourselves a new Patreon, uh, Marcel Off Access from out oh, here in cool. Canada. Sweet. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks man. All the best. Yeah, yeah. Merry festive season. Thank you. Do you want to see us out, Cole? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Okay, uh, okay. How does this go again? Uh, Thanks (laughs) for tuning in to Let's Drone Out. Uh, Outdoor voice, Cole. Outdoor voice. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait. I got a question. Cole, you are brave. Coat, coat, coat. Ever lost anything up in the mountains? You fly sick locations, bro. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna code it. Okay, yeah, good good call, good call. Um, but yeah, also wear a coat. Yes, wear a coat and, and coat know your, your mum where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Have you remembered your mittens? Take your mittens with you. Take bear yes, spray. Father. <laughs> yes, yes, father. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, thanks you to our lovely patrons. Uh, with that, you guys, how would we exist? Uh, you know, you keep us rolling, you keep the show going, and uh, we really appreciate everybody that uh, tunes in and also, you know, contributes uh, all that fun stuff. So all the people down there, you guys are amazing. Uh, and gals, I should say. Uh, yeah. Um, Thank you, guys and gals. Yeah. You're awesome. 
and happy holidays for everyone. Yeah, happy holidays. This is a Christmas special. Just before the new year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so uh, I guess that's it for this week. But you've been joined by everyone's favorite curry kitten. Goodbye. The man with the mustache, Stephen. Thank you. Have a good week. See you next time. Tony. Tone star. (laughs) Bonjour. Oh, wait, wait. Wait. Jack's lovely wife, right? Oh, we'll go. Like, there it is. <laughs> lovely wife. Next lovely wife. Our Lord and Master, Frankincense. Bye. And very, the one and only Christian. Bright Until I Fly. Oh, yeah. And Thank I'm the everybody. guy, Cole, Canadian person, human. Yeah. Jack's buddy, it. Cole. <laughs> and I'm it. Jack's buddy, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas and uh, happy holidays and have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Telemetry lost.